Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Hello and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo with Stewardship and Mission of Faith, and I'm joined by Tom DeAngelis and Tom Terrace, also with Stewardship, as well as Tom D is uh, with St. Patrick's Fund. So mm-hmm. welcome, guys. Uh, it's always good to be here with you. And then we have two sure. guests, Aaron Fisher from Blessings of Hope, right here uh, in Lancaster County, doing amazing work, and our dear friend from our Wednesday Gospel Reflection, Tony Vanelli. So guys, awesome to be here with you. Thank you. Thanks. For the, for the, oh, you're welcome. For those who are new uh, listening, you've stumbled upon or maybe someone led you to Reflections from the Heart. And what that is, it's a gospel reflection where we'll look at the gospel for the coming Sunday and we'll, we'll read it together and then we'll just ponder, just like the Blessed Mother did. She pondered these things in her heart and then we'll share with each other here. And if you're with anybody there, you can share. If not, just ponder and then you know share later. If you're able to, to get a Bible or uh, go online, for the Bible reading, for the Gospel reading, it's from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 4, verses 12 to 23. Matthew 4, verses 12 to 23. And those of you who have been with us before, welcome back. All right, so let's uh, let's start. Uh, Tom, if you can open us up with a prayer. Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. This is a, a prayer from my heart that I pray every day, and uh, it's, it's always a good um, prayer to, to begin the day with, so act of love. Oh my God, I love you above all things with my whole heart and soul because you are all good and worthy of all my love. I love my neighbor as myself for the love of you. I forgive all who have injured me and I ask pardon of all whom I have injured. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I learned that in like second grade. Nice. <laughs> I didn't say it every day. But most every days I say it now. So that is so cool. I, I was beautiful. talking to a friend from from Ohio, and he was re- referencing a, uh, an order of nuns, and their specialty is is early childhood education. And they said that um, that kids now will make the decision between faith and science mm-hmm. at like twelve. Mm-hmm. So the I've earlier that, yeah. that we can instill the faith in our children, then it's not going to be a choice. Yeah. Science, just, science just proves how awesome God is, right? So it's not a, a choice you have to make, uh, but, but really getting to the kids early. Mm-hmm. So it's just so cool, Tom, after all yeah. these, after all these uh, years, mm-hmm. decades, centuries now, yeah. after, after all this time uh, from <laughs> well, second we're, grade. It's <laughs> actually closer to the, se- the century than, than not. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> On the other side of 50. Oh. So. Praise God. Yeah, That's thank awesome. you. Beautiful. And Tom Terrace, can you read the gospel for us? Yeah. Uh, this you. is again from Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulon and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. 
land of Zebulun, and land of Nathali, the way to the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Thank you, Tom. The, uh, the last three words jumped out, among the people. Uh, so I'm sure we've all heard this gospel many times over the years, but just uh, for whatever reason, just those three words jumped out, among the people. So Jesus, God, right? He, uh, he didn't remove himself. So when he... You know, when he would withdraw from the people, he did that to, to commune with the Father, right? To, to be one with the Father. And then he took that, you know, Jesus came to show us the Father and he took that and he stayed among the people. He didn't, he didn't separate himself. He didn't stay away from the people. He was curing every, every disease and illness among the people and in among the people. So um, it's just a great reminder that, that God needs us Right? He needs us to be among the people. He needs us to be with our families, with our friends, with our neighbors, with, you know, if we're involved in school communities, we need to be among the people. So then Jesus can work through us. He can love the people through us. It's like Tom's prayer was mm-hmm. such an encouragement, you know, that just declaring that love of neighbor for the love of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to, we need to bring Jesus to the people. Yeah. I think that's, that's a point that sometimes, uh, we miss, and that's one of the reasons why I, I pray that prayer every day to remind me that that the love of neighbor is not something that we start with. It's something that overflows from our heart because because of our love for God. And because if you try to love people, you know, for themselves, it doesn't work. I mean, anybody that's tried that knows, you know, people will find ingenious ways. To defeat you in that, they'll they'll be nasty. They'll be, you know, self-serving. They'll they'll you know they'll be critical. They'll, they'll all kinds of things. They'll they'll break faith with you at the worst time, you know. So, and part of I think what we're what we're called to in this kingdom is to is to emulate you know is to imitate our Lord who who put up with all that stuff, but but also had those times as you said, Rob, where he would go. And be with the Father because that's where He got His strength. That's where you can come back and put up with that, you know, with the with the, the messiness of having to deal with people. And there's a lot of beautiful things. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful, wonderful people, but it's mixed in with all that, you know. That and and that's the stuff that I think most of us get knocks us off off our course and knocks us off track. But keeping that relationship with God and having that time to spend with Him. And then, you know, like that prayer puts me back on track every morning. I say that because I need to remember today 
it's going to, I'm going out there for you, you know, because it ain't going to, you know, it, if I go out there for them, they're going to disappoint me because they always do, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, one, yeah. of the, one of the things that I see with this, um, Jesus was assembling his team mm -hmm. and he's still doing that today. He, he's working to assemble all of us yeah, good point. to um, proclaim the gospel of the kingdom because it, you know, here it, 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 that's what he did. He proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. So everywhere we go, he wants us to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom in our work, in, in our worship, in, in everything that we do, in, in how we treat others. Aaron, can I, can I ask you just to share a little bit? As Tom was talking about love of neighbor, I'm just thinking of your story. Um, you received as a kid yeah. the love of neighbor, and, then you, and you made a commitment. That uh, that you're really uh, that you're living out beautifully. So, can you just share a little yeah. bit about that and how that and actually how blessings of hope? Yeah, that was born actually goes that. together with what I just said, because Jesus is still at pulling each one of us together to be on His team to proclaim the kingdom of to reclaim His kingdom. When I was a child, uh, my dad was in a wheelchair, and we were really poor growing up, and so somebody would bring us a box of food, and it was like Christmas every time. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, I decided I was going to do something with my life to help people. And now I'm doing that. It's amazing how God works that together and, and, um, and makes that work. But it's about proclaiming the kingdom of God. That's beautiful. And uh, you know, knowing you for years, uh, you know, at, at, you know, at risk of, of uh, inflating your... Uh, your ego, but you're really awesome at being humble. No. <laughs> uh, but just share. So, so that that inspired you. Uh, but if it if it's if it stopped at inspiration, and it didn't include action, there's a whole bunch of people that might be going hungry. So, can you just share a little bit about blessings of hope, and and what you know the, the through God's grace, right? We're just all for His glory. So, through God's grace and for His glory, what what are you doing? About, uh, about the situation that you found yourself in and that a lot of people are in right now. Yeah. So uh, Blessings of Hope is a food distribution ministry, and we serve, uh, um, we serve a lot of people. Uh, we, we, um, last year we distributed uh, 13 million pounds of food, which is over $20 million worth. And that way we can reach out, we can empower the teams that want to proclaim the gospel to go out with a tool of food mm. and and share and and food is a powerful door opener so when people share so when when uh, when you go out and you give somebody some food you have an open door to connect with them and to mentor them and mm. to help them um, live a victorious life in Jesus Christ beautiful and the, and the team you assembled is 150 or so ministries that that come to you. That's correct. They receive food and then they go out and and use that in their service to uh, to God and neighbors. Beautiful. Right. So thank you for for what you do. And, and if people want to get in touch with you to learn about blessings of hope, or if they have food ministry that's part of what they're doing, or they may feel called to do, is there a way that they can get in touch with you? Yes, they can uh, go to blessingsofhope.com okay. or or. Um, my phone number is 717-725-0421. That's awesome, brother. We'll keep up, uh, keep up the good work for the Lord. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Tom, Tyrus, what do you, 
What are you seeing here? Um, I don't know. I guess I, don't, I, w- I would love to ask like uh, James and Peter, like what they saw, like why would they just suddenly drop everything and follow Jesus? What was it about them that would make them do that? You know, I guess I'll never know the answer till someday heaven you could ask them you know like what did jet like what was it that you know made you want to just drop everything and i also find it interesting that all of this takes place around the sea so i don't know what that means like maybe the you know the unknown of the sea sometimes like what's and the scariness of the sea like the darkness sometimes of the of the sea and then that jesus is like the opposite of that you know like mm. the light you know and so maybe it has something to do with our own souls, the darkness of our own souls, and then Jesus walking into that as the light. I don't know. But I would, that's the only thing that kind of jumps out at me is like, what what did they see? Like, what was it about him what, that would make them just drop everything, you know? And we, and we might, you know, we might not get that answer here on, right. the, on this side. Most likely we won't, um, but we can get the answer to this question. What, what made you? I mean, you're, you're, you're all in for the Lord. You know, you're serving the Lord full time with stewardship, mission of faith, and you have a prayer life, and you know, you're 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 all in for Jesus. So what what made you yeah. do what these guys did? I mean, you dropped your net, you fought, you know, you're you're doing it. So what what's uh? Yeah, it's not like you hear any sort of voice or anything saying do this or that. It's just a, uh, it's like an invisible something leading you or guiding you that you just follow it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a sort of like a piece, mm-hmm. you know, like a piece inside uh, um, that is attractive. So it's something that you just want to keep, I just want to keep following that, mm-hmm. even though I have no idea what it is, because it's not like, as I said, you get a, a phone call or an email. It's just like <laughs> interior. And I guess it must be like the Holy Spirit, like how, what does it say? Like um, he prays for us. What I don't know how that. What is that saying in the Bible? Like he, he speaks in groans or something mm. like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of it kind of inspires. Us, yeah, you know, to to pray and to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all just very mysterious. Like uh, it's like mysterious to me, you know, which I think is what makes God attractive. Is that mystery? You know, like that we constantly follow, not consciously, some somehow subconsciously. It's, mm. All very deep. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, that's, but uh, the, the word that jumped out at me here is thank you for sharing, Tom. Is peace. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, what a gift. In the midst of of all the craziness, uh, I know at our our Wednesday gospel reflection uh, here in Elizabethtown, and I think I've probably shared the story here before, but it just it really impacted me. That one of the guys was sharing about a, a painting contest, and the contest was paint peace paint peace and people submitted sunsets and sunrises and flower like all these beautiful you know paintings um the one that won was um what you're describing the ocean just in a in, a, in an uproar there's a bunch of rocks and the waves crashing against the rocks so the artist picked all that up and then in the midst of the rocks in the little you know, a little crevice, there was a nest of birds and they're, they're sitting in their nest, protected from all the craziness around them of the ocean and the waves. And they're sit, sitting there in the midst of the storm in peace. 
right? So, yeah, you know, I never thought of that, like with, with that imagery of, of the sea and the ocean and, you know, just the, the unknown and, um, and, you know, how Jesus is the opposite of that. But that, when Jesus gave the parable of the two houses, one built on rock, one built on sand, he didn't say, if the storm comes, right? The storm's right. coming. Storm's coming. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. The storm is coming. So if we want what you're, you're, you're inviting us to, Tom, if we want that peace, then we have to build that relationship with the rock, right? With God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Build that now because the storm's coming. And right. I want to have peace in the storm. Like I don't want to, I don't want to be sucked in and pulled down by the waves. I, I want that peace. You know, earlier in the week when we did our gospel reflection, somebody brought up um, <clears throat> looking at the <clears throat> the flow of the story <clears throat> that we're reading today in the in the gospel that um, <clears throat> John the Baptist was arrested. So by this time, he had already talked to his disciples about, "Hey, th- that's the one you want to follow." You know, behold the Lamb of God. You know, he's he's the one that you know that that I'm that I came to you know to. Uh, to prepare for. So <clears throat> at this time, and I, if I recall also, <clears throat> there was some place in the scriptures where it mentioned that Andrew was part of that group, <clears throat> Andrew the apostle. So it might not have been as completely out of the blue sometimes as we think after this person kind of brought that up. I thought, well, that's kind of interesting because, you know, this is a guy, you know, maybe Andrew's there. I'd already talked to Peter about it. You know, they're they're working the same, you know, the same sea. They're probably boats are near each other, the James and John. So, you know, and then everybody at the time was was hot looking for the Messiah. There had been some false messiahs that had come before, and some guys were warriors. Some people were. So this would have been fairly current on their minds, you know, and maybe they were looking, and they had already decided if we find the right the right person, we're we're going, but those are just some speculations that we came up with. But I do think it's interesting that you know Jesus starts out his ministry, and it must have been John being arrested that kind of was the trigger for that. Like he starts preaching, but if you if you read at the beginning there the paragraph, he says this is you know repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what John was saying when he mm-hmm. started out. But then at the bottom, the last line says that he was uh, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. He wasn't out at the Jordan. He wasn't out in the desert. He was in the synagogues, and he was preaching now not just repentance, but the kingdom of God. In other words, the kingdom of God is here. Don't repent and prepare for it. It's here right now. Mm-hmm. So there is that, that progression, and it may have been that these guys, to your point, Tom, they just felt this was, you know, they were looking for the guy. They were looking mm-hmm. for the right person, and when he called them, they just knew this was the, this was the, the right person. Because there had been messiahs that had come before, and I'm sure they probably heard people preach, and you know, but this was the one, and so, and it, it made all the difference in their lives, and also in our lives, because they they were the ones that went out and preached all this, and were you know, were mm-hmm. beneficiaries of all that for what two thousand plus years, yeah. So that that's real interesting how John, John the Baptist started the same way as as Jesus did with mm-hmm. repent, mm-hmm. for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that is so powerful. So if if we are not in a position, if we're in a position where where we need to repent, I mean that that was the first and foremost thing was to repent mm-hmm. and then uh, enter into the kingdom of God and 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 then all of the 
proclaiming the kingdom and the teaching and and curing diseases, all that thing, all that stuff came after the repentance. Hmm. So w- earlier, Aaron, you said uh, that Jesus was and still is assembling his team for the yes. kingdom. So when you hear kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven, what 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 do you what what do you, what does that make you think of? Imagine what. Well, what that makes me think of is a great leader that pulls people together. And there's a direction, there's a, there's a vision, but like, our, like we all need to make decisions. Mm-hmm. So a great, uh, Jesus as a great leader, these guys need to make decisions themselves. I mean, uh, Peter made some decisions that he didn't like <laughs> later that he, you know he betrayed Jesus three times and that like, he made those decisions and but Jesus wel- welcomed him back yeah and so that's that's what I see of you know assembling a great team and being a great leader in that mm-hmm. uh, that, that Jesus set an example for us mm-hmm. to follow and it's still free will like you said <laughs> exactly. you the free will choice to make those decisions and Jesus welcomed him back, but it was still up to Peter to accept the welcome, to accept the forgiveness, to to act as if he was forgiven. Because sometimes right. when we mess up and people forgive us, sometimes we still act as if you know we haven't been forgiven. You know what I mean, Tom? Like, it, 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 woe is me, or just you know. It, so the the gift of forgiveness is uh, is so powerful that you know, we we need to seek it, but then when it's given you know, act as if you've been forgiven, right? Whether it's from God or from someone else. Yeah, not wallowing in in the past and the woe is me and beating ourselves up, learning from it, seeking forgiveness, and then moving on, yeah. Right. And and with the um, accepting the forgiveness of Jesus, that didn't erase what he did. He still needed to walk in humility. When I would imagine, you know, when somebody came up to him, <laughs> Why did you deny Jesus? I mean, he's like, hmm. I messed up. Yeah. And he he would needed to walk in humility yeah. in order to um in order to uh, stay with the with what Jesus was teaching them. I've often thought to that point Aaron, I've often thought if if when God arrived on the scene in the garden of Eden, if Adam would have said I screwed up, you know, forgive me, instead of, hey, it wasn't my fault, it's this woman you gave me here, you know, which is not only an insult to her, it was an insult to God. You know, like, yeah. if you wouldn't, hadn't given me her, because, you know, in parentheses, <laughs> it's your fault, because yeah. you hadn't given me her, I would have never yeah. been tempted and sinned. But I've often thought if he would have just said, you know what, I, I'm sorry, I screwed up big time, uh, you know, I... I, I bow before you. You're God. I'm, you know, please forgive me. It, things would have been completely different, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that's that's part of the path that you know that that the human race followed, and then that Jesus came to save us from. Because we get stuck, and we do something wrong, we get stuck in it. Yeah. It's not bad enough that we beat ourselves up, but then we start beating other people up. You know. So what's the first thing that happens? Cain kills Abel. Yeah. Right. So it's so, not just I'm. I feel bad myself. I'm like you pay for it. You know. So are you saying that uh, in order to um, um, to to walk in the the uh, humility that that we're supposed to, um, you, you got to repent. 
<laughs> right, right. You you gotta repent and That's the beginning, yeah. And accept that you made a mistake. Right. And and own up to it. Like, hey, I made right. a mistake. Right. Yeah. And that's it's like four thousand years of biblical history to learn that one lesson that Jesus came and said, You're you're forgiven, your sins are forgiven. You know, if if you open your heart to God and you're willing to 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 do that, then your sins your sins are forgiven. And here's here's how that can be done. You know, so he gives the he gives the power to the to the apostles and says, you know, whose sins you retain, they are retain retain whose sins you forgive. But it's almost like it took us that long before we would listen to God, and He had to send His Son in order to convince us that that's that's the way that it works. And He had to, He had to go through that that you know that torture and that dying and all that business to learn what. That we are forgiven and that we're we're children of God, that's, that's and, and, it. and and not as you guys are are sharing, not not to wallow in the past or to live in the past, but right. to remember, like like and learn from th- it, and 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 then hopefully that yeah. gives us a, a heart full of mercy because we were there, you know, wherever yeah. there is, you know, when, when people are struggling, when I'm struggling, you know, we're all struggling, we've all messed up, we've all made mistakes, so hopefully that'll help us when we encounter people. And, you know, they're trying to find their way, as we all are, but they might be, you know, somewhere we, where we once were and got through God's grace, maybe got out of that little aspect of our, you know, of our sinfulness. So hopefully that'll help us remember uh, and then and treat people a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the, uh, the joke about St. Patrick getting, you know, a chance to go down to the, the New York City St. Patrick's Parade, but Peter said, you got to be back before midnight, gates close at midnight. And he's having a great time down there. Patrick's, you know, going in and out. And then he finally comes back and it's after midnight that gates close. And, and Peter's like, no, nope, told you midnight. You got to be back by midnight. And he's like, well, wait, wait, wait. no, nope, no excuses. And then Peter walks away and then he hears Patrick saying, cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> and Peter turns around, cock-a-doodle-doo. You remember that? So, you know, let's always remember our cock-a-doodle-doo. Like when have we yeah. denied? Every time we don't live for God, Every time we try to do things our way, every time we try to impose our will over God's will, you know, there that's our cock-a-doodle-doo moment where we deny God. You know, whenever we're not living His plan, His will, uh, whenever whenever we're not loving, like Tom mm-hmm. in your opening prayer, whenever we're not living that prayer, that's you know that's our denial moment. So we always have uh, many opportunities to uh, to remember where we came from and through God's grace, where He's bringing us out of, and then we just invite people constantly invite people to God, to his mercy, to his love, to his hope, and to his healing. All right. So with that, let's uh, sign off, guys. Thank you for being here. God bless each and every one of you, and we'll talk to you next week. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717 367 0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, 
is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.